So we are continuing our look in the series, We Believe. And we've been working our way through. We've covered 11 doctrines and transitioned into the I Will statements of the faith. Where we've talked about the, the importance of being responsive to the Holy Spirit, of growing in grace through prayer and worship, through reading the Bible. The importance of what it means to make the values of our life the values of the kingdom of God. Upholding Christian integrity in every area of our life, whether it be in thought, word, or even deed. And to maintain Christian ideals in our relationships with everyone, whether it's family, friends, in the marriage, and even those whom we may be in charge of. And we're going to continue our look at these statements by looking at Article 6. Now we'll be looking at 9 a little bit later today. So if you want to know what both of them are, because they both go hand in hand, Definitely stick around for that. But Article 6 says, I will be a faithful steward of my time and my gifts, my money and possessions, my body, my mind, and my spirit, knowing that I am accountable to God. How do we break that down? What does that mean, though, in our daily lives? What does that look like when we live that out? And that's what we're going to talk about. Luke chapter 12. Starting with verse 16. We're looking at a parable here. And if your Bible has little subdivisions like mine does, it even labels it the parable of the rich fool. Like that is not what I want to be called. When you mind rich, definitely don't want to be a fool, though, right? And we're going to pick it up in verse 16. And it says, And he told him this parable, The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to 
myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then, who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. So we have this parable here of this rich man, a rich farmer. Probably shrewd businessman who had been blessed because his crops, the investment, the planning that he had made, had returned with such a rich yield. He was probably a nice guy. He was no Mr. Scrooge. But yet he's still called a fool. Why? What was he doing that in God's eyes was worthy of being called a fool? Storing his possessions. He was storing his possessions. There's a pronoun in there that makes this whole thing. That's why he was the fool. His. He forgot who the real owner of everything. Fields that yield the life, the very air we breathe. He forgot who was truly in control and do it all. Number six again, I will be a faithful steward of my time and gifts, my money and possessions, my body, my mind, and my spirit, knowing that I am accountable to God. There's a couple of words in there that when we are putting this into practice in our lives are important for us to key in on. Accountable, obviously. In today's society, we have all kinds of accountability partners that help us do one thing or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Accountability partners to help us pray every day read the Bible every day to help us make sure we exercise like we're supposed to, right? We have apps to help keep us accountable. But when it's all said and done, we're accountable for everything to God. Because it all belongs to Him. There's a song in our songbook that says, All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. 
other words, everything on this earth that we've been given. And what the rich fool failed to understand is that whatever we get is kind of on loan to us. Second word I want to draw is our attention. Steward. Steward. Now, in the church setting, we've heard that word many times, haven't we? Steward, stewardship. And it normally deals with giving monies or tithes back to the Lord. And we're not going to skip over that. We're going to get to that. But in order for us to be in the mindset where that is easy for us, because we recognize that everything is already his, we need to get there and recognize that everybody, everything is already his. A steward. Have stewards, right? People, nobles in different lands, especially in Britain, they were at a point a steward to manage a property, to look over it. Now, did that person own that property? No. No. Did he do whatever he wanted with it? Whatever he did was supposed to be a benefit to the master. Whatever he was given control of, he was supposed to use to the benefit, to growing what he'd been put in charge of. But whatever it was, was supposed to reflect good on the master. Even the king If he would be absent for long periods of time, the steward was in control, in charge of ensuring that what he had been put, what he had been told to do, that the master, the king's property did not grow abandoned, did not fall apart, not just sit there, but instead grow wonderfully, right? Well, the king of Britain can get a steward. The king of kings should definitely have stewards who take what he gives them. Doesn't just sit on it but instead uses it to glorify his kingdom. Because if a steward for a king of Britain does things to glorify the king and that kingdom, as stewards for the king of kings, whatever we do with what we have been given, we are called to use it to glorify So what things 
supposed to be good stewards of? It says it. My time, my gifts, my money, my possessions, my body, my mind, my spirit. Psalms 24, 1. Psalms 24, 1 says this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. We know who it belongs to. Right? Psalms 24, 1. The earth is the Lord and everything in it. Just in case you needed to know what everything was, it's the world and all who live in it. Hosea chapter 2. Verse 5 and then 8. Almost contains a warning. What happens when we don't? It talks about Israel, or she. I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water and my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. So Israel was like, I got these things. But God says, she never acknowledged that I was the one who gave them. And instead, they use the things that I, their God, provided them to worship a false God. They use the things that I provided them. I gave them to help them glorify my kingdom. And they wasted it. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Sometimes what holds us back in understanding that everything is the Lord's is wondering what's left for us. But Matthew 6, 31 says, So do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, if you remember that everything is his, 
and you give him what is his, then he will give you what you need. So there's a couple steps for us to take, because we said, you know, two key words, accountability and a steward. So what does an accountable steward do in order to truly be a good steward? First, they know what they are in charge of. They know what they are working with. And so the first step is to take an inventory. What have we received from God that we need to be managing to bring glory to his kingdom? know how are we using them already this includes gifts and talents what are we doing with them finally our body our intellect our spirit how are we using that what are we doing with it since we are accountable to God we have to constantly focus on where we are going what are our goals the main goal of whatever we do is for God to be glorified. And in order for God to be glorified, there's little sub-goals, mini-goals that lead us along that path. Things like leading the lost to Jesus or helping the weak and disadvantaged in his name. first thing, the first tool that we need to manage is time. Colossians 3, verse 17, and then jumping down to 23 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not man. Are you spending your time? What are you doing? What work? And it doesn't have to be work. It's that I get paid to do this kind of work. Where does your day go? It may even help to take an inventory. Make little notes. I spent 15 minutes doing this. I spent 20 minutes doing that. Kind of get a picture of how many hours in a day you spent doing various things. So get an idea of how many hours are spent at work or school. How many time you spent with family, with friends, watching TV, reading a book crocheting or whatever other hobby you may have. How much time is spent in fellowship with God? This includes church services, personal quiet time, Bible studies, prayer. And then how much time is spent in service to God? 
each week, we should be able to go back and notice several times where we have spent together in fellowship with God and in service of God. And if you're doing an evaluation and it's not at least 10% of your time, you've got to adjust your pursuits. Because you are spending less time chasing after the kingdom of God and more time chasing after the kingdom of this world. Which the Bible already tells us thieves and moth and rust can destroy. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather spend my time chasing after something that's eternal. That's something eventually I'm not going to be able to do with the parable of a foolish farmer. What are you going to do? Who's going to look after it? Who's going to get it after you? Because this night your life may be demanded of you. So what good is it going to be to store? You think you're storing it up for you to use later.
money in itself and our accountability to give God that money, he has given it to us. People spend weeks studying. We're going to look at it a little bit longer, a little bit later. But the final thing that we are to be accountable to God for is ourselves. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says that we have been brought, bought at a price. Therefore, let us honor God with our bodies. We have been bought for a price. What price is that? Jesus' death on the cross. <coughs> so let us honor him. Let us honor God with our bodies. And pure includes living a pure life. Why? The scripture tells us that our body is a temple, right? It's on loan from God. And Jesus has bought it and redeemed it with his blood. So we have the right to abuse it. Or to even use it to sin. In our thoughts, our minds, our brains, even our very thoughts are to belong to God. In theory, in short, we should be living our lives so that not just 10% of our time, 10% of our lives belongs to God. But that all of us. Our part. belongs to God. And we need to be accountable for everything that we do. And we owe this to him for two reasons even. The very fact that he created us. Psalms, 19, uh, Psalms 139 says, I preach because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And then John 3.16 tells us, that he sent his only son so that whosoever believed would not perish but have everlasting life. So even when we say we give things to God, we give things to Jesus, the fact of the matter is it's already his. And in giving him these things, we should do nothing less. He's even given us the freedom to be in control of these things. Asking in return that whatever he has gifted us with, Putting our very life, we use it for him. That we recognize and understand that he has created us, that he has redeemed us and saved us, and because of that, we are his. 
in everything that we are, everything that we do, everything that we say, everything we think. Even the very air we breathe belongs to Him. And we should dedicate ourselves to living a life that glorifies Him. And when we do that, we can truly be good stewards. We don't have to worry about when time comes and balance sheets are reviewed because we know that we have been faithful in being accountable to God. And so the question I want us you guys to think about as we enter our time of prayer. Is, is there an area in your life where God has given you something, even your very time, even your very breath, but that you need to use it to further his kingdom? And maybe you have a gift and you don't know how to use it. bring him glory. Ask him what he would have you to do, what he wants you to do with the gifts that he has given you, because he has given them to you for a reason. Just because you haven't realized it yet, doesn't mean he doesn't have a plan for it. So if you have gifts or talents, time, your minds even, that aren't being used to the fullest extent. Take an inventory. Take this time in prayer. And ask of him what he would have you to do so that you may be a good steward, accountable to him, knowing that he will find no fault in how you have managed what he has put you in control of. Thank you. 
we thank you for this day, for everything that you have given us. Guide us, direct us, give us your strengths, that we may indeed be good stewards, accountable to you for what you have given us. Our time, our gifts, our talents, our money, our possessions, our minds, our spirits. May they all be used to glorify your kingdom. We ask these things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen.